you know, Saving Private Ryan, when they get off the beach, you're the guys who get off the beach, okay? We've made it through, we're all a little battle-weary, um, but we're delighted to have you for the final session, and I've got a fantastic session for you. That's Nick Goodman wrapping up the inaugural Radio Days North America event during Canadian Music Week in Toronto. Among the recurring themes out of the many discussions that took place both on stage and off were the need to attract younger audiences, shifting consumer listening habits, including the ongoing battle for in-car, audience measurement challenges, and of course, the artificial intelligence versus authenticity debate. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, we talked to conference veterans James Cridland, radio futurologist and the editor of Pod News, Lawrence Galkoff, general manager of Radio Player Worldwide, Steve Pratt, the founder of the creativity business and Peter Neagle, general manager of Radio Days, on their personal takeaways and highlights from the conference's North American debut. My, my name's James Cridland and I'm editor of podnews.net, which is a podcasting newsletter. You go to a lot of conferences, James. Oh, yes. <laughs> what, what's your impression of the inaugural Radio Days North America? Well, I've spoken at uh, Canadian Music Weeks in, in the past, and this is a real step up. This has been really exciting. Um, you know, Radio Days is, uh, you know, in Europe, in Asia, is the place where radio really connects. And seeing it here, uh, seeing some of the same ideas that Radio Days has had, um, you know, in other parts of the world, uh, it's, it's, a real, it's a real step up. So it's been a really exciting couple of days to be here, yeah. Did you take in any sessions that uh, you were particularly excited about or, or had any conversations in the halls that really resonated with you? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen a bunch of different uh, sessions. It was great seeing the folks from Radio Player who were here talking about their uh, platform, which is, of course, here in Canada. Really enjoyed Daniel and, and Standick talking about um, uh, his Radio GPT AI uh, stuff, but actually talking about how radio should use AI and how it shouldn't use AI. And that was just as important, I think. So really enjoyed Daniel uh, speaking. Obviously, I was excellent, uh, obviously, as well. Uh, so uh, there is always that. Um, but no, it was a really good... Uh, you know, oh, and, and I really enjoyed there was a panel uh, all about PPMs, and, uh, and that could have been the dullest panel on earth, but it was actually really fascinating. Uh, lots of uh, real information for me about how relevant PPM is as a measurement for broadcast radio and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, really, really interesting. Yeah, that was a great panel. I think you can feel that the energy is elevated compared to previous years. Yeah, and I think one of the differences, uh, you know, in Europe, and there's been a lot of European speakers, of course, uh, uh, here, more than previous radioactive events, and I think that you can really see Europe radio is in a very different place and actually a place which is closer to the Canadian market than it is the US market and you know there's still incredible growth in radio in Europe there's still incredible new ideas and what I love about radio days in all of its guises is, is that it just brings lots of different people in different markets together to share ideas and to really share our love of radio and our belief that you know radio is still incredibly relevant for today and will be relevant for tomorrow's audience as well. Thank you, James. Thank you. I'm Lawrence Skalkoff. I'm the general manager of Radio Player Worldwide, so my responsibility is basically for all the countries that are part of Radio Player at the moment. So we're at the inaugural Radio Days North America event. Do you have impressions 
of how this event has been for you? Really good, actually, because uh, we, we've done Radio Days Europe over a number of years, and that's a big industry event, event, bringing together all the important people in the radio industry across the whole of Europe. And it's about time North America has something similar. I mean, we have things like the NAB show and things like that, which are a massive gathering of broadcasters, but that's radio and television, and uh, radio is a small part of that. This is exclusively radio and music, which is what we're all about, after all. So to get everybody in the same room talking about the thing we love, which is radio, and we... As you can see, we can talk about it forever. Uh, so important because all broadcasters have the same issues, the same things they're battling, the same interests. So working together, we can all help each other. We were talking earlier about how radio has really been resilient in, you know, in places like the UK and Australia, a little more so than North America, which is very much in line with the radio player worldwide message that we need to be more positive and prouder of what we're doing oh we do we need to have confidence in our product i mean in canada you, you guys are doing really well your audience reaches has stayed stable for a long time it's not dipping if you look at how television has has dipped over the years it, it's really suffering from the competition from netflix and youtube and all these other platforms radio stays steady and that's because radio is a friend Radio has certain qualities, certain human qualities that people really love. And they don't want to give that up because a lot of these other platforms that are coming in have no personality. They play the music you want to hear and that, that's great and that has a place. But it doesn't have the, the voice, it, it doesn't have the trust that radio has. Radio is the number one for trust in news and information and we're not going to lose that lightly. We need to have the confidence to remember that, that people really love us for what we do. You talked quite a bit in your session about the power of broadcasters coming together globally. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and, and radio sort of reinforcing its place in the audio spectrum? Yeah, absolutely, because when, when you look at how the radio industry is now, the competition's no longer the radio station in the next block or in the same town. It's the big tech giants who've got billions of US dollars to invest in platforms to, to take our audience, and that's going to have a big impact on radio if we're not careful. So we have to be as big and competitive as they are, and we can only do that by being an industry. I mean, Spotify, I keep coming back to Spotify, is a single industry in itself. It's a single company. But radio altogether is much bigger and much more powerful. And it's not only collaboration in countries like Canada, it's collaboration between all countries that have a good successful radio industry. So it's Canada working with Europe, USA working with Canada and Europe, Asian countries that are starting to talk to us now about being in radio player as well. If we look at radio as a worldwide industry, as uh, somebody said, as, as a NATO, where we all have our own policies as well, and the Canadian industry does things that work for Canada, but we also have an international view on it and an international strength, then we are a really incredibly strong industry. Is there any particular session that you took in or discussion that you had this week that really resonated with you? I think just listening to what the broadcasters have to say and hearing the opinions of the Canadian broadcasters here has been so important to us. And, uh, you know, we're owned and operated by broadcasters. The broadcasters in Canada who are part of Radio Player, 
set our roadmaps and to hear much more about what they want from us and to just hear what's happening within the industry over here and get a better view of that is really important to me because it helps me understand what's going on here so that we can make sure that Radio Player does what the Canadian industry needs from us as well because we, we might be London based but we've got an international perspective and each radio player country is its own entity as well so we need to make sure that that is successful and does what the industry in that country wants. It's been amazing to be here we're looking forward to coming back next year it's a few years since I've been in Toronto so I've loved being here I've loved meeting the people and talking to everybody hearing some of the music that's going on around here as well which is great you've got you've got such a good industry here such an enthusiastic industry uh, it's such a vibrant industry and and that that's been wonderful to see and I you know I want to see it as strong when I come back next year maybe even stronger and maybe hopefully we will have answered some more of your questions by this time next year and done some more things to maintain the success of the Canadian radio industry. Thank you, Lawrence. My pleasure. Thank you, Kelly. Steve Pratt uh, from the creativity business. Oh, that was really great. There's such a diversity of perspectives and having different tracks for the radio industry and the podcasting industry and seeing where they converge and where they differ. And even within those tracks, seeing different points of view and different strategies that people are taking, it's like a really good way to get a snapshot of all the big ideas and the big issues that everybody's grappling with right now. What were your biggest takeaways? I think there's a, there's like a, a tension between things like using AI and what the impacts are going to be on content production and, and the, what types of content are going to get produced going forward. And then also a piece on the exact opposite spectrum around how do you make really special things in a very crowded marketplace that are going to earn people's attention and how can you be the most authentic version of yourself? And how do you, instead of taking the obvious solution, how do you go in and do hard work to find the actual solution to the actual problems? Those are very different takeaways, but like there, it feels like there's a like two two different tracks of thinking going down different philosophies of how they're approaching content. Yeah, I I would concur with that. You had one of the best lines of the conference in this final session. If you build it, they won't come. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I think audience development and marketing your content has never been more important in the digital age. And it's interesting because, you know, you first of all, you have to have something that's amazing and that's going to blow people's minds in order to promote it because, you know, promoting something mediocre is people show up once and never come back. So you have to make something great. But then you actually have to do the work of figuring out who it's for and putting it in front of them in a really smart way. And there's no easy button for that and there's no shortcuts for that. It's actually doing as much strategic work as you're doing for your content as to figure out how to grow an audience for it. And I think it's undervalued and it feels like a really important big growth area for a lot of digital content. I should say too that like there are super smart people working on this like Dan Meisner and Jonas Woos at Bumper are killing it and doing a fabulous job and you know, kind of continuing to shine a light on the good work that they're doing, I think changes the industry and helps people think. Was there anything singularly that blew your mind here this week? You know what, uh, there were two, well, you know, there are three things. Can I tell you three different things? Absolutely. Okay, so Dan Meisner again talked about this thing called the XY problem. And it's about how we all kind of jump to solutions without actually identifying the root cause of what the problem is. And in podcasting form, my favorite example of it was 
how do I get my podcast higher on the charts? Without actually asking why do you want to be on the charts and what's the end outcome for your podcast of being on the charts? And there's a bunch of those different problems in the podcast industry and Dan pointed them out very, very smartly. Where most of the answer is serve your audience, make a great show and market it really effectively that a lot of these other questions disappear when you actually do those things. So that was number one. Number two, there's one on storytelling versus story taking that Duncan McHugh from uh, CBC and Catherine from The Moth, just really powerful advice around how to be sensitive and empathetic in a way that most journalism and most storytelling doesn't when you're dealing with telling other people's stories. And I was just, it was like a really heartwarming human, like, like it was just a very powerful human thing about the empathy that they have as storytellers that isn't on display that often. And the other one was Tom Power, big massive CBC host, sitting up here talking like a real human being in his own voice about how he's found his voice on cue and they've gone podcast first and just embraced who he is. And it was like so smart, but it was also really entertaining because he's just who he is. Uh, it, was, it was, yeah. That I, that session, I've been talking to everybody about that session and Peter Neagle just brought it up as well. I mean, he slipped in and out of that Newfie accent like throughout, which was, that's hands down my favorite session. Well, the, my favorite part about it was how he was talking about when he was, you know, when he's out with his friends, you know, in the bar and he's just talking and doing his thing or whatever. And then he goes on the radio and it's, <laughs> In your 2021 album was an award-winning masterpiece. Right? He's like, why, why are you talking like that as soon as you go on the radio? I'm so guilty of it. Well, we all are. And it's kind of yeah. this weird thing. Like, there's news reporters. You know, it's like, you know, at the corner of Young and Bloor, I'm the... Well, you know, like, people don't talk like yeah. that. And I think that uh, leaning into talking the way we talk in real life and connecting with people... That's a big theme that I, I took out of all this. And Tom was kind of the focal point of it. My friends and family have called me out on that like more times than I can count. You go to a lot of these conferences in, in terms of the vibe here. Obviously, you went to Canadian Music Week before at the radioactive conferences. Do, do you feel a, you know, a tangible shift with Radio Days coming to Toronto? I thought it was really great. I mean, it's, it's funny because it, last year was hard because it was like half remote and it was the first one coming back yes. after COVID. Uh, so this felt like a real jolt of energy and a lot of people from all over the world here speaking. You know, there are people from Europe and Australia and all like all over the place sharing big ideas that I think it's not just people talking in an echo chamber in Canada to themselves, but getting the broader global perspective on all these things uh, is, is super helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. My name is Peter Neagle. Uh, I'm the CEO of Radio Days uh, Europe, North America and Asia. We've survived Radio Days. How do you feel it went? What are your impressions? I, I feel great. Well, we are doing this with the North American audio industry. So um, me being a researcher, uh, I would really like to get the solid feedback from, from the uh, survey. I'd like to hear what the program group who did it feel about it, the steering board and all that. But what I've heard so far at the conference, uh, everybody is, is, is very happy. I think they like what they saw. We are more people here than, uh, than last year. I think the appreciation score will be high. Now we have to dig into the things that went well and how can we do that better. 
and the things that maybe um, wasn't what was expected, we have to do better next year. In terms of the discussions that you had with people or any of the sessions that you took in, what really resonated with you? There are those sessions that you kind of anticipate will be really, really good, uh, either because the program group really spent a lot of time coming up with the idea, uh, maturing it, and really, like, this is going to be a surprise. So, uh, Or you'll get a, like, a speaker who's like really, really, you know, big and wonderful and everybody wants to hear what this person has to say. So you have expectations for that. And I think that many of those um, sessions uh, met the expectations because it's easy to be let down by speaking. We have so high expectations uh, too. Um, but but I think they all did really well. Like Alan Hayden-Jones from BBC, he was really, really good. Said some things that I heard was resonated around the, the conference. Also, of course, from Futuri, uh, Daniel Anstandig. Everybody had expectations and he fulfilled them. We talked a lot about that in the conference. And then there are those sessions where you walk in and um, you hear something and you went, wow. Um, and I was at a session uh, not so long ago And one of the speakers uh, from Virgin here in um, Canada, uh, a young person talking about how to engage younger listeners with music radio, she just blew my mind. I mean, she was absolutely wonderful. And some of the things she said just made me think. And I I asked her and her boss (laughs) if I could please have her come to Europe and and talk about this topic because she was really, really interesting too. He had so new ideas and that kind, yeah. I heard Q, which is was absolutely wonderful. I loved that session. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. Yeah, but that was another one of those. I had high hopes, and he totally met them. So it's it's uh, you know uh, yeah. But there were also you know things here and oh Dennis Clark, as usual, really yeah. really good. I don't know how he does that. I mean you 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 he, he talk he has his message and things he wants to talk about. And then he takes things that he's heard and he kind of mixes it in. It's just I don't know. That was, that was so many good things. But uh, the one thing now that is in my mind, and I, I think I, we did an interview before the conference, and you asked what do you want to take away, and I'm going I'm I'm looking forward to the thing that I wasn't expecting and that's that's this that's the, the, this uh, wonderful uh, young producer and host from Virgin Radio she blew my mind can you say who it was uh, yeah I just need to, to, to get the, her, the permission to bring her to Europe first <laughs> Obviously, this isn't your first brand extension. You've you've expanded before into Asia. Was there a different energy here for you? Does this event here in North America bring something that is different from from the other Radio Days events? I mean, yes. I mean, one thing is that we we we're an NGO, non for profit. Uh, we come at the request of the audio industry. Um, so it's very important to us that 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 it, we're invited, and it is both public service and commercial radio that invites us in podcasting. So it isn't so much as as what we want to do. It's more like what what the audio industry wants to try, and we try to 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 apply to that. So yes, the energy is totally different here in North America than it is in Europe. I mean, Nick Goodman, his last session, he did 30 minutes in, in um, uh, 30 ideas in 30 minutes. That was uh, we have a similar thing in in Europe, and that is never on time, never. <laughs> and here it was like those guys. I mean, like bam, they were yeah. like yeah. And and of course, uh, the market is different, the competition is different, the challenges are different, and of course, that is reflected. I thought the energy was uh, was different as well, um, and Asia is like totally different again. And this show should be because it's, it's, it, if if this is if this is good, then it should reflect. 
Yeah, one of the things that I noted, and Neil Dixon and I had this conversation this morning, is that there's a great energy around the positivity of radio and audio at this event because I think it's been a couple of tough years during the pandemic, revenue-wise, and you know, for Canadian stations in particular. And I think hearing that global perspective about how resilient radio is in other places really gives people a lot of, you know, positive momentum that they wouldn't hear at a, at a conference that's just about Canada. I agree. I, 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 well, I couldn't have said it. And I don't know what to add. I, I, couldn't, I, couldn't have said it, I couldn't have said it any better than you just did. I think that's really what, what has set this apart compared to some of the other industry conferences that, that I go to. Uh, the, the point is to celebrate, to celebrate what we're doing. We're a very, very strong medium, radio. But if you include all the new things we're doing with podcasting um, and other audio forms, I mean, we're so resilient and we will find new ways. We will break down barriers. We will reach our audiences and, and we should celebrate this. And there's so much professionalism in the way we do radio and so much budging, you know, coming professionalism in how we do podcasting. And I mean, everybody's looking enviously at our industry and I don't get why we have to crawl along the walls and we should shout it from the rooftops we are the greatest industry in the world and why shouldn't we celebrate it this should be a celebration I hope it has been I've had a wonderful time and I've come away with so many things that I have to go back to my uh, my day job in uh, in uh, my broadcasting operation and back home in Denmark and I'm going to implement it and uh, yeah it's uh, yeah it should be we should be full of things to bring back. Do you have a thought you want to close on, Peter? I, I need a beer now. Me and, too. And talk to somebody about all these ideas. Thank you. You're welcome. Radio Days North America is already confirmed to return to Toronto and Canadian Music Week in 2024. For Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, I'm Connie Teeson. for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com.